So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, investing time into bettering your business. That's the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Now, a lot of times, you guys, we're doing this by bringing in other industry experts, interviewing them, having those conversations to get you guys information. But every now and then, uh, we do some solo episodes where you just get to hear from me, and I'll try to keep it entertaining. This is our seven-week crash course into bettering your business, right? Last week, we took took a look at uh, how to book more clients, like what is actually working today within the paid advertising sphere. And, and now today, we're going to be taking a look at your website, really unpacking uh, what makes for an amazing website experience that will convert uh, people who land on the site. Because look, you can have all the people uh, finding your website, finding your content online, but if they're not converting, then what good is it? You guys, I want to start this off by first off directing you, if you want the, the full series, all seven weeks that we're going to be talking about, you can get that right now. You don't have to wait for the podcast, although I will say this, in the podcast, there's going to be all kinds of fun, uh, extra little sound bites, extra little bits of information that I'm going to be giving that's going to be a unique experience. But if you want it all right now in written format, in your inbox, in kind of hyperspeed, right? Instead of seven weeks, let's go seven days. You can get this at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. There'll be a link in the show notes for that, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. And you will get this full series over a course of seven days in written format right to your inbox. You guys, without further ado, we're going to dive right in because we have so much to, to, to get into. If you thought last week's episode was like content rich, there's going to be even more packed into this one, right? Because uh, if you're actually serious about being in business, about about uh, uh, creating a business that's going to actually win, that's going to provide profit for yourself and your family and serve your clients, um, then we have to be able to take this stuff seriously. So where 
is the first place that clients will experience your brand. Now, this isn't a like a, a hard fact. They could experience maybe you on, on, on Facebook or Instagram, or maybe they see you out at a wedding. Uh, but for many, many people, the first real time that they're going to sit in and experience uh, who you are, what you stand for, is going to be landing on to your website, right? It is not enough to ha- just have like any old site, like any old website will not do. As a matter of fact, there are probably some websites that exist right now that are probably doing you more harm than good. Like just having a website is enough. Back in the day, I think having a website was enough. Like not anymore. This website has to uh, really stand out uh, and direct potential customers uh, to connect with you, right? Your website is the main opportunity for you to make your first impression with your business. Here's the crazy thing, you guys. Dial in on this. Here's the crazy thing. You have, you've got the, the first seven seconds, the first seven seconds to make a first impression with someone. And by the way, that's when you're meeting in person, right? When you meet someone in person in a room, let's say at a broader show, like face-to-face with someone, you interact with them at a wedding, you got seven seconds, okay? The news is far worse when we're talking about your website, like, like, like a lot worse. You've got, this is insane to me, you guys. You've got less than two tenths of a second for an online visitor to form their first opinion of your brand. That's, that is crazy. Two tenths of a second. Like that's how fast our minds operate and form a belief, form an opinion, right? This is according to the, to the researchers over at uh, Missouri University of Science and Technology. And then it takes just uh, another 2.6 seconds for that viewer's eyes to concentrate in, uh, in a way that actually will reinforce that first impression. So they get that first impression immediately, and then they just do a quick scan, 2.6 seconds. They may not even do like a full scroll down. They may not even get down to like the second bottom half of your website or how many of you guys do this on your on your laptops you do the two finger just like swipe where you just do like a you like roll the whole thing and get all the way down to the very bottom of a website and there you've just like confirmed your impression right you've got the like man you have the opportunity to optimize your website it is fully in your control to make a beautiful first impression You guys, this is all in your control and thousands of dollars to boot, right? And so we got to jump in and I want to analyze what components, right? What components do you need to have uh, in order to have a hardworking, successful website? So I want to go down and I want to kind of hit on a few of these things. I may add a bonus one into the podcast that's not in the uh, the actual written content uh, in the email. And so for starters, number one. You need a website that actually uh, triggers key rules of influence. Okay, so when I say rule of influence, I mean that people people are influenced by things, by, by behaviors, by rules. There's just these overarching rules of influence. Things like authority, right? Things like scarcity, social proof, liking. Your website needs to trigger those. Number two, um, it has to have an objective. Like there has to ha- actually be a purpose to your website, a funnel, if you will, that that directs people down to meet that objective. Okay, you've got to have a goal. Number three is it has to be designed consistently with your brand and your desired user experience. When people come into it, they need to feel, it needs to feel like what an interaction with you would feel like, what what an interaction with your your client experience would feel like. Number four, it needs to be clear. And this maybe should just be number one. (laughs) It needs to have clear navigation. These are in no particular order, by the way, you guys. It needs to have clear navigation, uh, clear menus. It needs to be mobile responsive. It can't be confusing to like figure out there's some of these websites you guys 
I've landed on it. I'm, the website starts taking over and things start sliding across and there's videos playing and I can't figure out how to close out of stuff or get to where I want to get to. It has to be clear. If you confuse, you lose. Number five, um, to tap in and utilize storytelling. This is almost a rule of influence. This is like a, a, you have to tell stories. You have to share stories on your website. And then number six, to qualify your leads. You need to have a site that, that sifts through the junk, right? That qualifies your potential leads and, and directs people, the right people to your brand. Okay. That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So let's rewind back to the top. Number one, we were talking about, it has to trigger rules of influence. There, there are certain psychological triggers, that we as people, we just respond to innately. It's like wired into our DNA with everything going on around us. Like our mind, it wants shortcuts. It, it wants to know like how to react. Like, like take uh, the rule of authority, for example, right? So let's set the scene, you guys. So imagine that you are like sitting, uh, you're at the hospital, right? You're at a hospital room. And a person uh, in like a lab coat and a doctor's coat, you know, uh, they ask you to leave the room. Right? They say, you know, pardon me, sir, I need you to step out of the room, okay? Versus some guy walking in with a, with a T-shirt, you know, with some jeans with some holes in it. It doesn't matter. They could, have, they could be nice jeans. They ask you to leave. Like, who are you more likely to respond favorably to? You may, you may leave in both situations, but who are you most likely to respond favorably to? Right. Your, your mind connects the dots. It says like they see the uniform, your mind sees the uniform and like a trust. It's like the uniform equals trust. Uniform equals authority. Right. And it shortcuts to like, OK, I should listen to this person. I should probably leave the room. Right. These are persuasion triggers. Right. These are incredibly powerful once you start to implement them into your business. I want to lay out a few examples of how we use some of these triggers on our website, right? So let's talk about authority here a little bit more in, in a practical way as a photographer, right? So you need to showcase that you are the authority in your field. When people want the job done right, they're going to come to you. So this is how I show my authority. For starters, uh, we're highlighting some of the top publications that we've been featured in. And I try to avoid highlighting everything at this point because it'd just be too many fluff, but just the top ones, the national publications for us. If you don't have national publications, that's fine. Just go and highlight the top places that you've been featured. Next up, I want to showcase uh, uh, like a, our team. I want to showcase photographs of us and, and like dress to impress, like, like to, to almost in uniform, if you will, you know? Uh, showing what that looks like, the uh, camera in hand, um, our promo video, right? This is another way. Our, our we've got a pro, like a, a sizzle video, a promo video that was professionally done, and 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 actually the the professionality behind the promo video, like the production value, communicates authority. It shows that we didn't just go out there and slap together some janky video. Like there's production value behind it. This communicates authority. Um, even even the way that we communicate authority in our copywriting, we we share in our copy that we only photograph weddings in order to be the best, the best at one thing. We deserve, we like, we believe that weddings deserve that. This communicates authority. Let's keep going. Another trigger scarcity, right? Um, you need to show that you've got limited availability, that there's like, there's a demand that there's an opportunity that could be missed, right? Things that are scarce opportunities that passed have a perceived greater value, right? And so this is how we show scarcity in our site for starters, at the top of our page, there's going to be like a little notification bar that's letting people know 
uh, how many openings we have, right? We got we got 12 more openings left for 2019. We got five more openings left for 2019. Um, it even candidly states, like on our contact us page, like it's important that we work with the right couples. And because of this, we're not going to take on every wedding we're approached about. Like you deserve the best. And this is why it's important that we make the right decision, right? That we're the right choice for you. Scarcity is really important. Um, let's go social proof. This is another trigger that you can be introducing utilizing on your website like you guys people follow people people want to follow where other people have gone before them like there's very few people who want to like pave the way we all want to be a part of something that others have already validated okay and so oftentimes again our brain's looking for shortcuts right we want to make a decision we won't make a decision until we see other people making that choice how many times have you have you gone to see a movie just because you heard other people like it like somebody leaves a facebook status and they're like like omg that man what what is it? The like Avengers. There's like eight of these things, you know, whatever it is, or like uh, stranger things series three just came out. It's amazing. And now I'm going to go watch it. Right. And so how we show social proof on our site for starters, having like a dedicated testimonials, a dedicated reviews page, right. Where people can see past clients experiences. That's one. Also, um, we show a snippet of some of those experiences at the bottom of every page in the footer section, right? So once they reach the end of every page, they're scrolling down, they get reminded, they get reinforced that other people have, have made this purchase. Other people have made the purchase and had a great experience. Facebook, Instagram, these are other great opportunities to show off like how many people follow you, how many likes that you have, right? Um, this, is, uh, this is another great thing that you can be doing. It's just the, the social proof that comes with it, which leads me to liking, right? People follow people that they like. Uh, by the way, learn your bridal party's names. You guys don't just try to learn the couple's names, like really make an effort to learn the bridal party's names. And even if you forget at some point, when you show the effort to try to learn the party's names, it will go so far during the day. Okay. So and you know, clients, they want to align themselves with someone who's, who's got like a personality that they can relate to, that they can connect to, right? You become instantly more likable. And then in return, you carry greater influence when they feel like they connect, they relate, they see themselves back in you. And so one of the ways that we show liking is first off by just showcasing genuine stories on our about page, right? When it shares, you know, like uh, underneath my about section, uh, for example, I'm sharing uh, really genuine, candid, kind of off the cuff stories about my my wife and I. I'm even sharing the story of how we hired a wedding photographer in our group photos. Uh, you know, uh, we've got a combination. We've got group authority, uh, photos that certainly show authority, but we also, more than anything, I want to show personality, right? I want to show that. And, and I want to show photographs of our family, right? This is like the photograph of my wife and my kids with us. You know, one of the ways that we love to do this, by the way, is, um, I like using gifts. We like to make our own gifts because sometimes just one picture isn't enough. Just one picture to showcase, you know, all of who I am doesn't quite do it. So we'll, we'll make a gif. I'll make a gif, a series of photographs, um, that really help to show kind of different, uh, almost sides of me, you know, um, featuring reviews that, that are very personally written. Right. So it, like, like not a testimonial or, or a review that says like they photograph, you know, great pictures, but, but a review that suggests that we bring personality to the table. We bring passion to the table that, that when they were there on the wedding, it was like, it was like they were family. 
know what I mean? Like a review like that communicates uh, the, the like factor. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's actually – there's a full breakdown of persuasion triggers. There's a full breakdown of of all the ways that we use these things in our business. This was just kind of like a, a, a little tee up on it. Um, but I'll get a link uh, in the show notes. There's this thing I put together called this, like, this whole book more bundle thing. Um, and I'll get a link in the show notes where you can check that out. Um, so next up, your website – it should have an objective and a funnel to meet that objective. That was the second thing on my list here. It should have an objective, like an actual goal. Uh, and then a funnel, a, a narrowing down, if you will. If you could imagine pouring sand into a funnel, that, that sand is pouring out in a condensed way right to the bottom. And that's what needs to happen. You need to be pulling all kinds of people on your website, but then sifting through and, and bringing them right to the core, right to the center of what the goal is. So so let's talk about that. What's the goal of the website, right? So for our website, for Stone Story, right, the end result is to have qualified leads contact us, right? And so if this is the goal of your website, your entire site should be viewed as a funnel that is guiding people in that sole direction, in that one direction. There should be no excuse for a qualified lead to not take that intended action, right? So let's talk about my funneling system, how every page gives the opportunity for that goal, okay? So for starters, we've got that notification bar at the top of the page I mentioned earlier. It's not only um, showing scarcity, but it's also, it's gonna be my first opportunity uh, to direct them to contact us, right? It's going to say like, you know, we have five spots left. Uh, click here to contact us, right? Next up after that, at the bottom of every page, right? At the footer, I've got uh, an opportunity for clients to contact me directly from the footer, right? So a clear button, a clear call to action. This is this is the thing, you guys. You need to give a clear call to action for this stuff, okay? Um, and so as people navigate through the site, the goal of every single page should be to inspire leads enough that they want to reach out to you, right? Just inspire them enough. You don't need to show a hundred pictures. You need to give them enough inspiration that they have a desire to connect with you, right? And then once you've inspired them, you need to give them the easiest way, the easiest way to access you, okay? And so this is why uh, after each set of content on a page, right, I've got a very clear button that invites the lead to contact us directly from that page. So let's talk about this call to action. What is the call to action? Uh, so for starters, again, that header, we've got room for three more couples in 2019. Reserve your date. That's awesome. Uh, at the bottom, right, reserve your date today. Have peace of mind knowing your memories will be captured perfectly. The best call to action, you guys, they communicate value, not just saying contact us. They're saying they're, they're communicating the value of why you should contact you, right? Why? What are they going to get out of contacting you? They need to communicate value along the way. I'm going to head over to our site right now and pull up a couple other ones here. I'm just going to enter it in. Um, the other neat thing that we've done is that specific pages will have specific calls to action. So for example, on our about page, right? My call to action on the about page is uh, after they read all about us, they read all these personal stories, my call to action is this. Do you want bland, forgettable phot photographers? I didn't think so. Let's talk. Request more information, right? So I'm, I'm making it even specific to that about page of the content that they just consumed, right?
All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, So you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, You're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography. And then enter six figure photography in the section where it asks, How did you hear about FreshBooks? Right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, How did you hear about FreshBooks? Enter six figure photography. You're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Okay, next up, number three, your website should be designed consistently with your brand, with the desired user experience that they are going to have. Consistency, you guys, is king, right? The look and the experience of your website needs to be spot on. It needs to be consistent with your brand, right? And maybe I need to rewind for just a minute and let's talk about branding, right? I encourage all of my mentees that they should have a style guide for their brand, right? Like, how is their logo going to be used? But also, how is that not to be used? What typefaces, what colors are appropriate, right? Having a guide, just a simple one-page PDF that just shows, hey, here's our colors, here's the hex code, here's the logo, here's a white version completely knocked out, here's a color version and a black version. Uh, These are some of the rules, the typefaces that you should use for it, right? The main graphical elements to your brand as they relate to your website, Okay. And so if your brand, if it's all like it's, you know, it's got this little red hue, don't just ballpark some like, okay, that's kind of red. Like get that exact hex code, you guys, from the style guide that you've made and use that. If you've got multiple people who are using or who are creating content for you, uh, maybe someone who's using, doing some web development, someone who's helping you make, uh, you know, style guides or or vendor resources or whatever it is, use this, this style guide, this, this brand guide, uh, and like a shared Dropbox to make sure everyone has access to it, right? So brand, it's more than just aesthetics, you guys. You, you know this. It's experience. What, what type of client experience do you want to give? How do you talk about your work? What's like the, the verbiage, the copy that you use? Decide on your three to five keywords that, that you would use to describe the type of work that you like to shoot, the type of experience that you want to offer couples. And so like, for example, uh, for us, we say authentic, dynamic, relational photographs, right? And so our website, it should exude this, uh, this authentic, dynamic, relational appearance and, and, and copywriting, right? And this, this now takes me to the next point. What kind of clients are you trying to attract? Because your website, it needs to qualify your leads, you need to qualify your potential leads, right? It should help It should help put you in connection with the right people, with your ideal clients, right? Clients that are dying to hire you because of who you are in response to the way that the experience makes them feel, the website makes them feel, the, the images, the, the copywriting makes them feel. And so as you are qualifying your people, as you're, as you're narrowing down that funnel, show what you want to shoot. If you want to shoot more weddings, then stop posting baby pictures on your website and your blog, right? This also relates to like specific type of images, you know? So like, for example, if you want to get away from photographing like backyard barn weddings, then stop showing backyard barn weddings. (laughs) Or another example, like I love having time with just the bride. And so I'm always highlighting images of, of maybe just the bride alone on the site. And very rarely, you guys, posting up photographs of like whole bridal party. I really don't like spending time herding, you know, 16 different people around. And so I don't showcase group photographs. There's maybe one on our site. And I got to go back and look. I, there's maybe one, okay? Next, be 100% authentic to you. Own it, right? It's going to put some people off and they're not going to contact you and God bless them right? Because if they do, they're going to be disappointed. Maybe just own it, be vulnerable, tell your story, relate it back to, to like your, to, to why your story makes you uniquely qualified to best tell their story, right? You should spend 
the most time on your about page, you guys. Like you should consider honestly investing time and resources into making a video to get like you front and center, even even more of yourself, even more of your heart exposed to the people who are landing on your site. That is the opportunity to stand out from the crowd and to draw in your ideal client. The about page is one of the the big three pages of your website that people will spend the most amount of time on, okay? The last line of defense in regards to filtering out is your contact form, all right? Your contact form, this is gonna provide an excellent way to filter someone out that maybe squeezed past all the other techniques. You know, maybe they they squeeze past everything else. And so we ask really specific questions on our form that help to kind of tip us off to maybe a couple who's not the perfect match, right? And, And certainly someone who is. And so, I ask questions like this. I ask, you know, where does photography fall in order of importance for your day? I ask something like on, on a scale of one to 10, how interested in you are having, are having me specifically photograph your wedding? Like on a scale of 10, is it, do you just need a photographer or do you want Ben Harley to be a photographer? And then I love an open-ended question. Like what else should we do? Tell me more, right? And so that, the, like the last question there, this allows for that lead to either like a gush or to flop, right? Here's the difference. You know, like uh, a lead who's, who's your ideal client who's going to gush, they're going to go on and on about how they've been following you, uh, you know, on your Instagram page. They stumbled upon you maybe a month ago. Uh, they've grown to really appreciate your work. They look forward to your stories. You know, the wedding's going to be unknown budget. It's not going to be very large. But, man, they're, they're going to prioritize finding a great photographer for the day. Right. And and so uh, that's why they're contacting you. They know that you're not the cheapest, but they're going to make sure that they get you something like they just they just tell you more. The flop is going to be this like like pricing and packages, please, like pricing, but please don't call. Right. Like which bride, which groom are you going to prioritize? By the way, real quick on this note, too. This is certainly about prioritization. However, I do want to say this, you guys, some couples don't know what to ask right? Some couples, they could be, they could be your ideal client and they literally don't know what to say or to ask. They're new to this. They don't know what to ask a photographer. And so maybe they just say, I'd love more information on your pricing, right? Because that's all they know to ask. And so I just want to encourage you also don't write people off, right? There's been amazing ideal couples that we have had that have started the conversation being like, we would love to know where you start with your pricing. And I don't think they were trying to be offensive. I don't think they were price shopping. They just didn't know what to ask. They didn't know what to say. Okay. So let's talk numbers for a second. Filtering with your pricing. Like what do you put on your website? There's a couple, there's a couple thoughts here on the topic of pricing as a mode of filtering. Okay, so there's a few different things that you could do, right? You could put your pricing online, you could put all of it online, all of your collections, you could put your starting price or or nothing. Now, I'm a little unique, you guys, because I do not advise on putting your entire breakdown of collections and prices on your site, okay? That only works if you are competing on price, like cheap, cheap, cheap people, right? So in like a luxury service-based industry like wedding photography, to compete on price is practically throwing in the towel. You've already lost, okay? So don't do this, honestly. Unless you're like, if like if you charge a thousand bucks a wedding, then put your prices online because people are going to scoop that up, okay? Now, what most educators recommend in the photography space is showing your starting pricing on your page. Is this is this can be really great to filter out people. It establishes a bar. It filters out anyone who, quote unquote, clearly can't afford you. However, that's that's also a very gray area. I don't necessarily recommend this, you guys. Here's the problem. The problem is if you even put a starting price on, 
Um, the problem is that you're assuming that, um, well, I would say this, the problem that when educators say to put your starting price online, they are assuming that you don't need practice, right? Right. So if, if, if you don't have 600 leads pouring in, if you don't have phone calls and in-person meetings uh, every week and you don't have that whole process down perfectly, then you need practice. If you don't have like conveying your value proposition down pat, if you don't have every question, objection mastered in your response, then again, you need practice, you guys. So even like to this day, I want to practice on every single lead who is interested in us despite their budget because I know that I can get, I can get better right? And I would much rather practice on someone uh, who I'm not putting like, like I'm not putting all the chips in, all the chips in rather than practicing every so often only on like that one shot when it, when it all matters on that one person who is actually interested in hiring me. Does that make sense? I want to practice on the people who can't hire me. So that way, when that person does come around, who, who is my ideal client, who's got the budget that I'm, I'm good, this isn't me testing on them, right? I'm good. And so more, like, we've experienced this, that more people have contacted us um, when we don't necessarily have that clear thing. Now, here's the other bonus, is that when you start getting really good at conveying your value to leads, you're going to end up booking people that would have otherwise walked away, right? Not fully understanding the value that your starting price held. You guys need to understand something. I have convinced so many people, I've sh- and it's not even convinced, I've just shown them the value. People who thought they had a $2,000 budget who then would spend 6000 with us. They didn't realize the value that we had to offer. We have seen this happen every year of our business, right? And so there's just a couple different thoughts on this, you know? And I think a lot of people, uh, yeah, it's like how, how many leads do you actually have contacting you right now? Um, it's just the question you got to ask and, and do you need more practice? Right? So I think both options you can't go wrong with, but I'm fully on board with you getting better at your phone calls, getting better at your meetings, but getting better at conveying your value. Okay. So the last one that we're going to talk about today is this, your website, it needs to have clear navigation, crystal clear. If you confuse, you lose. It needs to be mobile responsive. This is common sense or it should be common sense. But I land on some sites sometimes and I'm, I'm just completely flabbergasted. I just said the word flabbergasted on the podcast. Wow. I feel <laughs> that's, a, that's a first. Like guests on your site, they should have no trouble navigating your menu and your page flow. Like for a service-based website, there should not be a splash page. And when I say a splash page, it means like a page that that opens up first that pretty much says like click here to enter. It's a wasted click. It's like a precious attention of your audience. Additionally, if your website needs to load, if you've got like a loading bar, like goodness no, I'm out. I ain't got time for that, right? Make sure that you're you're, um, uh, compressing your images down so that way they're not loading, they're not buffering. If you want to increase the amount of visitors that immediately leave your site, upload full high-res images that don't load like right off the bat. And then and then the big one is this, you guys. Go through your main menu bar and eliminate the items that are completely unnecessary. For example, if you've got like homepage, facts, weddings, engagement, about us, learn more, investment, contact us. Like weddings and engagement, that could fall under a single menu item called like portfolio 
right? Uh, or gallery or something. And then like learn more and or like facts, one of those, uh, if not both, those should be removed, right? Um, there's this rule uh, that a lot of people talk about in regards to, you know, website creation. It's like this golden three-click rule that it should take no more than three clicks for a lead, someone who's landed on your site, to get to your desired goal, right? Um, there's this book uh, Stephen Krug wrote. Uh, it's called Don't Make Me Think. And Steve, he discussed that while it's generally agreed as a rule of thumb that fewer clicks are better – a more important metric is is considering how much the user has to think about completing that click, right? So like 10 thoughtless clicks are much better than someone having to like perform just one confusing click where they're not quite sure how to get to your contact you page, like how to navigate back, right? Um, by the way, this is the, the WPPI registration website. I, did, <laughs> I think WPPI has gotten a little bit better, but like last year, that that registration website was so confusing. <laughs> I could not figure out how to register at all, right? And then it's it's this, you guys, on mobile. You have just be aware. The website can't just work on your desktop. It has to be crystal clear. It has to be so uh, the navigation has to be clear and responsive on tablet and on on your phone. Okay, this is like eighty percent of internet users are on their smartphones. Okay, you have to have a site that responds and that looks amazing on all devices. Even on this note, you guys, my portfolio when I'm on a desktop. Uh, a horizontal screen, right? 69 horizontal screen on a desktop computer. My portfolio scrolls scrolls horizontally. Do you know what I mean? It's going to go from left to right. It's going to scroll. I get nice big horizontal pictures that way. On my on my phone, people don't scroll horizontally on their phone. They scroll up and down. And so my portfolio changes uh, for mobile where it scrolls up and down. This is a great example, Okay. And then I was actually wrong. That wasn't the last thing. This is the last one. Storytelling, right? I'm going to be brief here because people respond to stories because people relate to stories. There are more opportunities that you can connect with your guests with stories of of past couples, stories of how you started this business, stories of your own love, maybe with your own husband or wife or, or fiance, or girlfriend, or boyfriend, whatever it is. The more that, that that they're going to be able to envision you as the one on your day. The more stories there are, the more env- they're going to be able to envision you, you guys. Um, stories will always trump some lengthy sales pitch or list of credentials. And so implement stories on your about page. Tell the story of you and your husband, you and your wife. Tell the story of your beginning early days. Tell the story of why you became a photographer. Share stories on testimonials and the reviews of of the experiences that couples have. When you want to convey value in your site, share a story of, 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 of print on your website. Don't just say every couple gets an album. Share a story of that, all right? Now, I'm going to give you a bonus one, you guys. This is not in the seven-day crash course that you can get. Uh, this is going to be a little bonus one. Please, you guys understand the, that there are the big three. There are three components, three things on your website, three places, pages, that leads will go before they fill out your contact form, okay? And this is the same way that you just need to reverse engineer. Imagine how you shop as, uh, as a buyer, Right? Imagine what, what choices you make when you go to purchase something. For starters, 
you 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 first want to see is is the item that you're interested in is it good is it quality right so imagine you're at the store right and so the first thing that you're going to do at the store is is uh, uh you're going to take a look at the quality of the good okay is it is it good quality so they're going to go to your portfolio that's the first thing that people are going to go to they're going to go to the portfolio they're going to say is this work even good do i even like it enough to buy it and they're going to say yes or no perfect perfect i like it okay cool next up uh they're going to want to know okay cool so i like this i like this product who's making it right who's the individual behind this product what do they believe in what do they stand for do i like this person do i believe in this person do i believe in this service and they're going to go to your about page this is the second place that people will go they're going to go to your about page to learn more about you especially when we're talking about a service-based industry do i like this business do i like this individual and the last thing they're going to do is after they 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 know that they like the person they like the product what do you do at the store after you pick something up that you like you turn it over and you look at the bottom of it you look for the tag and well how much is this thing and they're going to click on the investment page you guys the investment page is the place that people convert the most at uh so with that being said our contact form is on our investment page because that's the last place that people are going to go. They're going to look at the bottom. They're going to look at the price. They're going to look at the investment. And from there, they're going to be able to make the decision of do I contact them or not. Okay? So this is a little bonus tip there. Those are the three places that people look. Portfolio, about page, and investment. And I can, I've, I've reverse engineered. I've tracked this. I can track. Once someone has – the way I know this is I, I have a, a, a system set up where I can track – Anybody who's filled up my contact form, where were the last three places that they visited? And you guys, guess where they always visit? The portfolio, the about page, the investment page. They fill up the contact form on the investment page. You guys, thank you so much. I hope that this gave you some – and I know it's hard when you can't visualize these things on the website. But I hope this gave you ideas of things that you can do to change and, and, and to shift and make adjustments to tweak your website to make it that much more powerful for you. Your website is such a powerful tool, you guys. Go back and review these things and flex this stuff. If you guys want the full seven-day uh, crash course in hyperspeed, instead of waiting seven weeks and listening to it across the podcast, you can get it at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. Okay, And over the period of seven days, I'm going to send you an email, and each email is going to hit on on each of these topics that I'm getting into. It is gold, you guys. This stuff is gold. Take advantage of it. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about choosing one thing. Pick one thing because understand this, you guys. The business that offers everything offers nothing to the buyer who wants the job done right. We're tackling this question, maybe even debate, if you will, on the next week's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you then. 